You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. It is cash the ticket. It is championship week. It is on. I mean, Jim and I are Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Shout out the movie Swingers. I know Jim has never seen it because it came out pre-2005. Rate, review, subscribe. We are ready to roll. Two games, four total bets, a sea of props. But we start, Jim, with your pizza throwdown. What the (laughs) fuck did you send me a picture of while I was on the airplane? So I don't think you took me seriously. I did not because it was an insane idea. So I prepped you for this last weekend because you're like, oh, you're enjoying some some pizza with the football. I said, no, 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 I'm saving that for my birthday. And we went out and did a flight of Detroit-style pizza. So without plugging the places, five different Detroit-style pizza. We had some delivered. We picked up some. We got them all together, put it together as a flight, and I did a sampling of them all. Now, here's my here's – my, first of all, it's an amazing idea. It was an incredible move by you. And whether you like New York style like I do, Chicago style, you know, New Haven or Detroit, it's a fascinating head-to-head. But here's the issue. With Detroit style pizza, I find it to be the hardest pizza to grade because they all feel very similar. They're all kitchen sponges built in a square with the sauce and the whole the, the sauce on top and the whole thing. Did one of the pizzas stand out more than the others? Again, without plug. Yeah, without. Or were you so sick by getting the slice four <laughs> that you just you were you were having like sodium shakes? Well, I'll tell you this much: <laughs> they, they sit heavy in your stomach. They, they, not oh, a, you, you think? Like as I went to sleep last night, there was so much regret. I'm like, I ate way too much. I, I haven't eaten in five hours, and I still feel as full as I did when I first sat down. Oh, it, just yeah. level with the people. No one's listening. It's just me and you. Yeah. You woke up in a puddle of sweat, didn't you? <laughs> I was hot going to sleep. I didn't wake up. <laughs> did not wake up with the sweats. Um, did one or two. St- yeah, I felt like there was a, a natural tear break. I had two or three of the five that I really preferred that I went back for a couple extra bites. I mean, I can't eat the whole pizza. It's just impossible. Oh, but. my God. You did multi-slice? Yeah. Oh, my God. One of them came See, with the little the breadsticks, and I was like, well, I have to have some of these. And New York style, you can mow pizza. Yes. Thin, crispy, light, on the move. I could ride a bike and eat a slice. Detroit style, you need a bib. You need to be in a booster chair with a placemat. Like, you're, you're in. You have to lean over the pizza to eat it because it is just this 
pile. It's a brick. It's like a bowling ball. It's, yes. It, it is. Yes. And, you know, I, for as much as you say they're all alike, there were differences, right? Like one of the crusts was a little on the greasier side, but you get a little more flavor. Uh, some of them, one of them, the sauce was like completely different than the other four. Not necessarily bad, just like really, whoa, that's a little more pungent than I thought it was going to be. There is more variety than you give it credit for. Fair. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a prick from New York, so fair. Yeah, um, why don't you text me the power rank privately? Okay. I'm interested. Uh, and I just had to shout it out because what is the move for championship weekend? It's winter. It's cold. I know the weather for most of the country is going to be total shit. You're ordering a pie, mm-hmm. and you're going to relax. If you got a fireplace, it's on, and you're watching ball. And when you sent me that picture, A, I was on an airplane, and – dying of thirst because they didn't do beverage service um and i just was like wow this asshole really ordered from five different pizza places at the same time it was it was stunning it was a bit of a logistics issue too though because they're not all right in your backyard and like you want to no. be able to judge them so you we scheduled That's some right. for delivery and then i went and picked up one my wife went and picked up two that were by each other it was a whole like wow. all right let's assemble let's go team logistics so let me give you, I want to give you a conspiracy to kick off championship week. Perfect. Now, no secret, you got the Niners. As I am seeing now, the number has moved to seven and a half. Yes. Okay. Niners is a seven and a half point favorite. Ravens is a three and a half point favorite. And I think it is a pretty fair statement that at least on paper or through resume, these are the top two teams in football. Agree, disagree? Yes. Agree. Okay. So I want to offer you a conspiracy theory that I think opens up a window to either the Chiefs or Lions winning. Mm. And here is the theory. Jim, have you been peppered with the Super Bowl logo color scheme conspiracy? Tell me you're not one of these people pushing this. I am working in a different direction. I am rowing a boat my own way. Good. Work with me. So in years past, you had Rams, Bengals. What was the logo with a Super Bowl? Up, oh, yellow was in it, orange was in it. Okay. Then last year, hey, we got green. Hey, we got red. Wow, look, Eagles and Chiefs are in it. So this year, it's purple and red. And everybody and their mama's telling you the script is in. It's Ravens and Niners, yada, yada, yada. But you know what sent me to a different dimension, James? What? My special little slice of pizza, James Costa. Jimmy, did you see that the sports books, a couple that are not our sponsors, so they will not get a mention, began pushing the narrative of the Mm. Super Bowl logo? Hey, here's a pre-built parlay for the logo conspiracy. Hey, here's who's going to be in the game, right? It's a setup. Right? It's a setup. When's the last time the book did something nice for you? When's the last time the book opened up their fridge and said, take our fucking food? Huh? Huh? I think it's a setup. And the league is tired of the script. They're tired of being accused of being WWE. What if it's now the bizarro world? And that it is predestined in the NFL script that one of these underdogs is winning. What if I told you I don't believe in any of the conspiracy theories? So God it's all a bunch it. of nonsense. But I appreciate damn it. But I appreciate your work, Mike. As always, <laughs> always appreciate the effort, your brain power. It's it's beautiful. It's it's just I was like, wait a minute. Now the books are in on this. This is bullshit. But this is Boo classic. This man. Boo! 
This is classic us and gamblers, the like reverse psychology. If it could be, then wait, no, it's set up not to be, but then let's double back and it could be. Right. You tie yourself in the knots with this stuff. The NBA playoffs are underway and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that tells us the story of this week's show. So without further ado, you want to talk knots, garlic knots, perhaps? Oh, let's do it, please. Let's get to the board presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more and stuff and things. It's FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Jimmy, let's do the business on really the best weekend of football you have. It's two great games, the final four. You want to start in the way we always do chronologically that ravens, up, baby ravens and chiefs your afc matchup kicks off championship sunday baltimore laying three and a half against the chiefs the total is 44 and a half points and mike you'd think initially three and a half is it going to stay three and a half the chiefs the chiefs betters will gobble it up the answer has been no this is held three and a half all week leads me to the ravens jim um now look we'll talk football i don't want to do a normal you know, gloss over, and I don't want to be a nerd cast where you bore your audience to death with numbers. Ravens running game against porous Chiefs front seven. And you factor in, they also add Lamar Jackson, who used his legs along with his voice to ignite the Ravens offense, a halftime tirade, screaming at his offensive lineman, ran it 11 times, most he's done that in a while, got in the end zone, Uh, I just have a hard time. Remember, the Chiefs only had the football for 23 minutes last week, and they should have scored 35 points. That's a defensive thing we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. But offensively, uh, defensively rather, the Bills possessed it. Bills moved it. 
but that's why Josh Allen's a loser. He didn't get the job done. I think that's the story of the game right away is Ravens at home, ready to roll. They have the type of offense that will be able to run the ball. And look, Jim, Spagnola will attempt to have answers for this, clearly. And the Ravens' passing game did not unfold the way that they had hoped and expected last week. It was nice to see them counter. Now, Chiefs secondary has a big edge over Ravens' wide receivers. They do. And the Chiefs are going to play a lot of man. Man, when I was digging through some of the analytics, not to nerd out, but you have to trust your boy here. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Zay Flowers are actually terrible against man cover. The best player in man cover for the Ravens, ready for this, Nelson Aguilar. Ooh. Maybe a prop possible. Ooh. More on that in a moment. So, look, I like that end of it. Let's go flip side. Chiefs, offensively, you're not playing the Bills this week. Bills are ravaged by injury. Middle of that field was wide open. I think Jim and I did a good job pointing that out to you. What's interesting to me is the one thing you can't do against Pat Mahomes is the one thing the Ravens want to do most, blitz. It's actually outlawed in the lower 48. You don't blitz Pat Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the history of the NFL against the blitz. Just facts. So it is fascinating. Now, Joe Tooney, all-pro level guard, out for the Chiefs. I think that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Pearson Company in the middle of that Raven D, it's about 1,000 pounds of human being. Uh, Jim, I just think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score. I think the Chiefs are – it is going to be rainy, ice cold. This is a Ravens game. And I'm not disrespecting Pat Mahomes in the least, but I think the Ravens are the best team in football by far and away. I had this in the notes, too. The – where's my little notes section here? Here it is. Uh, historically speaking, the Ravens have put up the best weighted DVA in the DVOA in the last decade. They're going to pound it. They got the QB cheat code. Chiefs are soft against the run. They don't allow the Ravens to blitz, which does scare me a little. But you'd like to think Mike McDonald, elite DC, maybe the next coach of the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, come up with something. I like the Ravens. And by the way, small shout-out. You don't want to lay the three and a half? Can I interest you in Ravens, who are great in the first half usually? Ravens first half minus two and a half. Hmm. Value. Value. Vava. Where are you at with this? I know I bloviated. Uh, Talk to me. You're the Chiefs consigliere. Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with this is an emergency. 9-1-1. Patrick Mahomes is 9-1-1 as an underdog. Like, hello. But but the fact that it stayed at three and a half has kind of scared me off this. Like, Mike, my initial cap was the team most likely to knock off Baltimore is Kansas City. These two teams allow the fewest points in the NFL, which means low total. It means low 20s. You want Mahomes and points even if they don't win. 9-1-1, it's an emergency. Take Patrick Mahomes. And is there is there any fear that you have as a Lamar detractor that he mm-hmm. does not get it done in a head-to-head, three points here, three points there, close, low-scoring game when Mahomes is on the other side? Always. I'd be, I'd be an asshole to deny that to you. No, always. Betting against Mahomes as an underdog is bad business. But I'm also trying to take a a non-bias, you know, a total view here. The Ravens are a really special football team. And this will be the worst Chiefs team to make a Super Bowl if Mahomes does it. I mean, he will literally have to drag this team across the finish line. Hold on. It would be their worst passing game. I don't think it's necessarily their worst team. They're a great defense this season, right? Mm. I mean, they're number two, the the NFL, number, number two in the NFL in points. And, and yes, yeah, sure, Josh right. Allen ran for a bunch of yards. you got to finish those drives. 
Yeah, so did so did James Cook. I mean, James Cook had a nice day too. Let's not get carried my, away. My point is, it's, it's not. It's, Come on. Could you see a world where Lamar and company are good in the twenties? Get down to the red zone, kick a couple field goals. It's Tucker, it's Butker, and all of a sudden at the end of the game, Mahomes has the ball and he does what he always does. Oh, of course, I'm not calling for a blowout. No, no, no. That's fine. I mean, sure, I have a little value angle if if this thing spirals a little bit and the Ravens actually are who I think they are. I think there's an alt line play to be had. But, but I can't get um, over why is it three and a half? Like it feels like they've put the cheese in the mouse trap. But I'm gonna come over there with my whiskers and go, oh, this is gonna be delicious and I'm dead. Like so that's got me on edge a little bit to pick against Mahomes in this spot. To go no, with the it Ravens. Should make you confident because the reality is the only reason it's three and a half and not seven is Mahomes. That's no, no. Seriously, really? I'm not saying that to be funny. That's the only reason it is what it is. Any other quarterback but Pat Mahomes on the other side, the Ravens are laying six and a half. Zero bullshit. Yeah. Think about this. And, and again, the fact that the book put the three and a half out there and said, "Here, Chiefs betters, I got you a dollar," and it sits at three and a half. And by the way, Jim, I'm seeing some fours. Mm. I think that tells you people with weight, the type of people that order five different styles of Detroit-style pizza and slap that down on the table, they're betting the Ravens. So then shouldn't I be with them? Yes, you should be betting the Ravens. That's okay. what I've been trying to tell you. Okay, but that's that's where I was trying to build to is I see all the Mahomes stuff, and I think it's too obvious to go that route. Because, again, just to give you some sense of how dominant the Ravens are, not you, Mike, but for people listening – they win games by an average of 12 points per game. And if you're going, okay, but they can run up the score against bad teams. If you take out the Steelers, their nemesis, they played eight games against playoff teams. Lions, Dolphins, Niners, Rams, Texans twice, Browns twice. Seven and one by 19 points per game. I mean, That's they, right. Even if you are at all hesitant about Lamar, I think the answer is the team is built so dominantly That's th- right. that, that they should win this game. And look. The, the short way to do it is special quarterback versus special team. Yeah. And I'm willing to take the, the the risk. I mean, Mahomes, they've already got his bust made in Canton. It's a legacy game. I mean, if Lamar wins it, he gets to sit at the big boy table. If he doesn't, he's on the JV. If Mahomes wins this game, um, I think you're talking about entering him into Tom Brady status. I think you're entering him into a place of he's not just all-time great he's going to sit on the Mount Rushmore. Like, going to Baltimore, bad weather. I don't have any explosiveness on offense. It's me and a seventh-round draft pick, Isaiah Pacheco. I'm down an all-pro guard. My defense gives up the bit running the ball. Like, yeah, I'm I'm taking the the Ravens for the game, laying the three-and-a-half, and I'm taking the Ravens in the first half, laying two-and-a-half. Okay, I will take the Ravens in the game. I will be with you on it. That's where I was building. Oh I was building up to it. Oh, my God. Building up you to it. You did it. I did what? You picked against the Chiefs. <sighs> oh, my God. What has this pizza done? What have they done to this world? Mike, it's what we talk about. Team, more important than quarterback. Run the ball. Special teams. And, yeah, and I don't think Lamar is is going to shrink in this moment. I do think this is a long time coming for him, and I think you're right. Last week, light bulb on in the second half. They, they kind of got that out of the way, the rusty first half. Baltimore should win this game, and I'll lay the points with you. Now, did we do anything with the total? Uh, under 44.5. Okay, so you and I are on the same page there, too. 
because yeah, this feels yeah, like a game. Play. I said like in the low twenties wins it, so like a twenty four yeah. to twenty wins it or lower. Sure. Yeah, or lower. I, I'm totally with you. And look, I think the a, a great point you brought up is the field goals. I mean, you do have two good kickers, and Spags, I think, understands we can't give up the explosive for fear of this team moving it between the 20s. But when the red zone happens, we're going to force Justin Tucker to be the MVP. So, yeah, under 44 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens first half, minus two and a half. Ravens for the game, minus three and a half. From a prop standpoint, I've, I've really tried to step my game up for the people. Here is your... Well, we don't have veto, but it, what's we used to do, the power trend. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have allowed 26 rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks since 2019. Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown. Has to happen. He's plus go- 100, so double up your money Even, if you make the bet. He is the betting and I favorite. I want to give you the other one. Yeah. When people zig, we zag. Oh, Mark Andrews is back. Mark Andrews is back. Mark Andrews is back. Hey, good for you. Isaiah likely anytime TD plus 400. Oof. Lamar loves him. Yep. He's turned into a big-time threat, and I understand Andrews is back, but this guy's been in a cryogenic chamber for eight weeks. I don't think he comes back, plays 60 snaps, puts up 100 yards receiving, and even if he does, two tight end packages likely has become a real pet target for Lamar, and you are getting amazing. Watch him. Value. Feel it in your veins. Likely plus 400. Yeah, that seems incredible because he is becoming kind of a go-to guy. And even if Andrews is there, they'll both play. You get in the red zone. And both these teams stop the run in the red zone. Uh, Lamar's an alien. He could score his touchdown. But you're going to look to the tight end off a play fake, and it could be. And at 400 plus 400, I I, I don't hate that at all. Can I give you a couple of my props? Yeah, and if you wanted to go more conservative, and I apologize, I'll step out of the way. Um, Gus Edwards got a carry inside the two last week, didn't get it. Lamar scored the next play. Gus Edwards plus 125. Yeah, I was going back and forth between the two because you kind of have to plant your flag on one or the other. And Edwards has been a guy, we gave the stat last week, inside the 10, believe it was the most carries inside the 10, first or second, and converting those among running backs, number one in the NFL. So it's a question of... One of them probably going to score in this game. You're going to have to pick which horse to ride. Lamar, you right. feel like even if it's a pass play, he can run it in. So I I would go Lamar right. with you. But, yeah, I, I don't have an issue with Gus Edwards either. Give me the props. What do you got? How about Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards? 25-and-a-half rushing yards is what his prop is set for this game. And I was looking it up. The Ravens will give up some QB run. They've given up the third highest yards per carry to opposing quarterbacks during the season, five yards a carry. If we think they'll bring pressure, he will have to escape. He'll have to have those Mahomes magic, oh, it's a third and seven, and he takes off for 15. 25 and a half. I know it may feel a little high to you, but this doesn't feel like he's going to have to do that to keep him in the game. Okay. I am not qualified to break down QB rushing props. All I'm saying is, because I don't know where the value would lie. Like, what's Mahomes averaging a game on mm-hmm. the ground? I, I don't want to. I he think had, the Ravens had, do had, the opposite. Okay. I think the Ravens do the opposite. I think they're focused on, we're keeping him in the pocket. You can't hurt us down the field. In fact, you can't hurt us at all. Yeah, we'll stop the run. Kyle Hamilton will play a big role in that. But we're not blitzing you. We're not doing what you want. We're going to keep you right where we can see you. 
So you hate it. Just tell me you hate it. No, no. You no, hate it. No, delete, please delete, don't take delete. it that way. I got no, better ones. No. I got better ones. I got better ones. It's okay. all right. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I I'm just co- trying to talk through it with you, buddy. I love, not like, love a kicker prop this week. Okay. Butker is set at six and a half kicking points. So two mm. field goals and an extra point, or you can get there any way you want. Seven or more kicking points. Ravens defense, second in the red zone. Fewest rushing touchdowns allowed in the NFL. Second most field goals allowed inside the 30. They bow up. It's what they do. And we've had issues with the Chiefs in the red zone for weeks, months. If it's low scoring and he kicks two field goals and they score a single touchdown, it hits. So Butker over six and a half kicking points. Don't hate it at all. And then one more that is last week's version of Trey Palmer. Remember, we gave him out 17 and a half receiving yards, and it popped early in the game. Guys who have lower thresholds to clear, I like Noah Gray this week, the second tight end for the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. He's over 10-plus yards in three of the last four games. His prop is 10 and a half. He was targeted yep. three-plus times in four of the last five games, and at 10 yards a catch, one target could get you there, and he's getting targeted three or more. I think the linebacker core focuses on Kelsey. They will still use Noah Gray over 10 and a half receiving yards. Sneaky, but agree totally. Really, really good job by you on that. I like that. That's all I have for props in the game. Anything else? All right, let's get to the – we're going to get to the late game now. The line is moved. Niners, minus seven and a half. Majority of tickets, Lions. Majority of money, Niners. The largest money line liability in Vegas this weekend is your Detroit football Lions on the money line. Tickets, amount of money, all of it. The most popular bet, Lions plus seven, Lions plus seven and a half. The most popular money line, Lions money line. That is red flags galore because what do Jim and I never like to do? We do not want to be on that side. Now, the line moving to seven and a half tells me something. It tells me, shout out to fans of The Wire, Debo coming. I think Debo, trench coat, shotgun. He's playing. Oh, I think he's playing. The question has always been about his effectiveness. I don't care how many visits to Dr. Feelgood he's got to have. He's playing. <laughs> Needle the size of your arm. He'll be out there. I mean, that's... Instead of them walking in carrying the boom box, they're walking in. Debo's got a giant syringe over his shoulder. If you click the image. Okay. Like an inflatable pill bottle. I don't know. Uh, but but I think he's playing. And, and, and if you go, well, fellas, come on, you're overdoing it. No, no. On a per-play basis, Debo Samuel, the Niners' offense is two yards better with him in the game per play than without. He is a transformer. He is everything to their offense. So him playing, uh, yes, it does matter. Well, Purdy didn't look good. You're right. Purdy's two worst games without Debo in the rain. Browns game week six or week seven and what you saw against Green Bay. So I just want to establish what we think the line move is due to. Now, Jim, you are a dyed-in-the-wool Lion fan. I want you to take the lead on this and tell me where your head is at. And I want to see if you can separate the emotion. Niners laying seven and a half. Total has moved. Oh, FYI. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 51 and a half? 51 and a half. Yeah. Now I'm playing the role of cookies. I'm over here raising points. 
All right, it's our delivery of the week. It's brought to you by Hungry Howie's Flavor Crust Pizza, the official pizza of Cash the Ticket. It's a game that would send my Lions to the Super Bowl. You and I are going to be out live with Rico on Sunday in Detroit talking about this game for three-plus hours. Phone calls, emotions. Well, we're in the studio, right? Or, yeah, we're on live in Detroit. Oh, you scared me. I'm like, if this is a live broadcast, I'm opting out. No, no, no. Right, but for people, this is a podcast. This is taped. A live show on Sunday with the three of us, and we'll yuck it up and go through all the emotions. But let's just talk ball for a second here. These are the two most explosive offenses. They're built around toughness and creativity. They're near mirror images of each other. Yet the Niners are better in every measure. Points, yards, yards per play, third down, red zone, rushing, explosives. Even if I say it's close and we call it a push, I flip over the Niners' defense, third in the NFL in points. Detroit underrated, but not nearly that good. Well, what about turnovers? Niners plus 10, Lions even, dead even in the turnover margin. The best argument for Detroit is that they're trending up, peaking at the right time. They may have a couple matchups I want to spotlight, but the Niners are winning this game. It just becomes a question of what are you going to do with those points? And, Mike, I think there's a path for Detroit to keep it close because San Francisco run defense, bottom five outside tackle runs. Jameer Gibbs, top five in the NFL in outside tackle runs. You can do what Green Bay did only better. Where you run the ball, you get your receivers in, chipping, getting down to the the linebacker level and D-line level. Detroit's not above that dirty work. That's the path. You shrink the game, you score enough to hang in, and the 7.5 starts to feel like a good number to take. I think you've touched on something that's really, really astute, Jim. No smarm. Last week when you're watching the Packer game, it was amazing to look at Nick Bosa and Chase Young be seemingly clueless when the wide receivers are coming down to block. And it's like, fellas, are you feeling okay? Like Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator, did you do any film work? The Packers love to run that toss, love to run outside mm-hmm. tackle. Um, now, Chase Young analytically has not been great at setting the edge on his own, but I'd like to think that what the Packers did last week would be some good preparatory work for what the Lions are going to bring. Fair, Um, But Jim's point is spot bang on. And I do think the Lions' pathway, it is right there. Now, here's what concerns me. Jonah Jackson is gone. So all these stats about getting the Lions' O-line fully healthy, they go out the window. He's the worst of the group, but it hurts. I don't want to underscore it. Well, from a run-blocking perspective, he's fantastic, Mm -hmm. Jim. There's about a 40-yard per game difference with Jonah without. Now, here's the interesting part. How do we establish Frank Ragnow's value I mean, first of all, absolute warrior. Just a throwback warrior. Uh, Incredible performance last week. But he's hurt. And he's going to have to line up. Now, here's the interesting part. The the Niners are very static with how they do this. So Armstead plays on the right at the D-tackle spot, and Hargrave's going to play on the left. Why is it important? It's important because Hargrave's going to go against the worst lineman the Lions have, which is going to be a Shoka or a Shuka Mm -hmm. or a Popka or whatever his name is. When Jackson left the game, 18 snaps by Ashoka, seven pressures. So Ragnow will almost be mandatory forced to help. Which isolates Armstead the whole game one-on-one. There you go, and it's Armstead against Glasgow. Now, again, I know we're nerding a little bit, but I like Jim's point as it relates to running the ball. I think there is a concern throwing it. Now the Niners, they don't want to bring a ton of pressure. Steve Wilkes is more willing than his predecessors. Uh, Then D'Amico Ryans, it was, hey, we're going to play cover three, rush four, drop seven, and rinse, wash, repeat. Robert Sala, same deal. If you think 
letting Jared Goff stand back there is a good idea. You're insane. Uh, I am fascinated to see, can the Lions run it well enough, consistently enough, to where Jared Goff is almost just play-action passing? I, I, Jim, the whole game's decided right there. If the Niners don't stop the run, if they look as bad as they looked last week against the Pack, Detroit boys are going to be in this. Yeah, Detroit will finish what, what Green Bay couldn't. I mean, that is their path in this game. You talk about San Francisco, they don't want to blitz. It's because they typically don't have to because of their front four. That's the difference with Detroit's defenses. They've had to blitz. I think James Houston becomes a very interesting chess piece in this game. He was a guy who was a sack machine at the end of last year. He's been hurt largely this season. If he I plays, uh... if he plays, mm-hmm. Mike, could they get away with less blitzing? Because my fear would be if you're going to blitz to get pressure and you need to, the most explosive offense in football is going to have their way with the Lions. They're going to score Jim a ton of points. Yeah, I, I, what I keep hearing is the coach is he hasn't reestablished a trust uh, where they're going to be able to put him out there in a big way. It's just it, it hasn't, you know, you got to be careful. You start putting guys in the lineup who haven't played. And, rely, uh, and relying on them, right? Especially key yeah, third downs, so. plural. Okay. So then and the Lions are going to have defense. to blitz. And that's fine. No, it's, gonna, it's helped them. But, Mike, it's got to burn them at this. some point. Exactly. Okay. So I want to take this back to the Rams game. Forget about the Bucks. I thought the Bucks' game plan was faulty on both sides. I don't want to get into an argument. Lions were the better team. I'm just yep, making a that's point. Fine. I don't think the Bucks served themselves with what they did. We'll leave it alone. The Rams game, you and I had a conversation. And I said, guys, you're blitzing. It's going to be a problem against a team like the Rams who run a ton of motion. Pre-snap. Motion not only identifies a blitz, yep. it defeats it. Can, yep. And... You saw Matt Stafford go haywire in that game. I mean, just in 400 yards. It was like it was 2011 all over again. <laughs> the Niners are not not a level above the Rams. They're two levels above offensively. So Debo, if he plays, it's about, all right, identify where he is. Is it jet motion, circle motion? Is he lined up in the backfield? All of these motions, also, when when the average fan stops watching the play, oftentimes feature an elbow to the to the thorax of the player on the end like that that's where you have to pause half a beat or i'm getting my throat caved in so so jim i feel like the lions have gotten so comfortable with secondary blitzes brian brant melifonwu's got four and a half sacks and nine quarterback hits in the last six games i just don't know that doing that against kyle shanahan's a great idea and you can tell me I'm wrong or, Mike, you're being a big bitch about it. I just – I'm not going to go in and act like Purdy's terrible all of a sudden. I think Purdy is Goff. Goff is Purdy. They're very similar players in similar situations. Well-oiled machines, good quarterbacks who are not superstars, great coordinators, great talent around them. So then let's They're talk about similar. it that way because I agree with you. I mean, it's been one of my things all along is that they are both great orchestrators of their offenses. Yeah. Part of that offense is the run game and the play action and, and and how you are able to neutralize pressure. I feel like Detroit's offensive line is better at keeping their quarterback clean. Jared Goff this year was, was 27 touchdowns, three picks when clean. And they're a team that should be able to run the ball 
and play action pass off of it. They're also the better run stopping unit. So if we like reduce this down to its like elementary, most basic level, is that not the path for Detroit to hang in? And I know Lions fans want to win the game. That's how it goes. If if you oh, went up front on both lines, you can go in and bully the bully. And what a day it would be if they're able to pull that off. I think the other angle too is against a team that wants to play a ton of zone. I think dump offs to Gibbs in the flat will be huge. Uh, you get a running start. I know that Werner and Greenlaw are monsters sideline to sideline, but Gibbs versus any linebacker in football, I'm going to take my chances. I think Goff, easy pressure release, easy outlet. Um, it might be a prop we could look at. Gibbs over 21 and a half receiving yards is something I thought was interesting. Um, yes, Jim, there is a pathway, but I do return to the following. Why the fuck is this number seven and a half? Well, I think we explained it. Looks, it. It's 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 a depot no, no, bump no. and it's the it it's looks, the money bump. But it looks way too big. The reality is the Lions are a really good football team, Jim. They are. They're a really good football team with a really good coach who, by the way, in an underdog spot, Dan Campbell's the most dangerous man in football. I wanted to bring that up, too. I had that in my notes because while San Francisco's the better team, the more complete offense and defense team, Kyle Shanahan does some really cowardly shit in these games. And yeah. I... I <laughs> I don't think it's a homer take to say I'd rather have the aggressive coach. I'd rather have Dan Campbell in a game that could come down to one play, one touchdown, one score. Uh, uh, listen, you're not wrong, but I'm going to take the cowardly way out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm picking the Niners game. too, but I'm taking Lions in the points. No, no, that's fine. I am going to just do this. I don't want to lay the I, I don't want to lay the seven and a half. I think the Lions either get their doors blown off or they win the game outright. I don't think they cover. I think they cover by winning, or it gets it's ugly. A, it's a thirty-four to twenty game. Yeah, I mean, is there a world where, as much as I'm like trying to paint the scenario that the Lions come in and match yeah. know, brute force, is there a world yeah. where explosive offense punishes? Defense yeah. that needs to be uber aggressive. Game script falls out of hand. Golf has to drop back. The play action game's yep. not there. It's on the road. And the wind there whips. There it is. Yep. It's just it's on the road. We've all gotten so goddamn comfortable enjoying Ford Field and home and this crowd and the pre-snap penalties and the, the bloodlust. You're on the road now. I, I, and I also, okay, can't prove it. Don't want to start an argument. I think the worst thing that happened to the Lions was the Niners getting a scare last week. I'm with you. Oh, I've had that you thought this week, You wanted the Niners too. to win 38 nothing, walk in with a chubby, <laughs> feel all good about themselves, and then you punch them right in the dick. I'm with you. A lot of people are using last week against the Niners. I actually think it yeah. helps them. I, I Again, you can't prove it. It's just like no. psychology and what we right. think they're so going to do. I'll give you – I want to give you two plays. I want to give you two things here, my brother. Okay. I want to give you a teaser – a tight end terrace parlay, and I want to give you a four-way title teaser. Ready? Yeah. Ravens under, Lions over, four-way tease. Ravens, just give me two and a half points, don't care. They're going to win the game. Under, 50. Yeah. Lions, go ahead and give me that 13. Uh-huh. And over, 46. Four-way oh, te- title te- tease teaser. Down. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was the tight end terrace. Likely, plus 400. Anytime touchdowns. Likely, Kelsey, Laporta, Kittle. All All to score a TD, plus 4,800. That's value with a capital V. Um, 
Buddy, I'm getting creative. Okay, for so you. so let me let me break that down for a sec because I like Laporta standalone as as we go through some props in the NFC game. Okay. Laporta plus 180. He leads the Lions in red zone touchdowns. He's second only to St. Brown in red zone targets. Plus 180 feels pretty good for a guy who hey, San Fran's going to sell out to stop the run. They don't give up a lot of red zone rushing touchdowns. Lions more than comfortable trying to leak Laporta out and throw him the ball. I yep. like Laporta. You already gave likely in in the uh, AFC game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kittle prop wise, sixty one and a half yards. Maybe you prefer the touchdown. Do you prefer the touchdown with Kittle as opposed to the yardage in this one? Again, high scoring game. You could bet a bunch of these guys to score touchdowns. So I like where the way our heads I view at. it is this: if the Niners score four touchdowns, I think he's getting he, one. He's getting one. The one I would hesitate on then is Kelsey. And I know I propped mm-hmm. this guy up last week, but this is a different level linebacker core that he's going to be facing. But maybe it's maybe maybe it's Mahomes binky and he goes to him in a big spot in a big game and there you go. Hearts heart signs for all. Um all right, let me give you my final card. This is oh, where no, we're I'm, at. I got a couple more props for the NFC oh, game. Could I could I run right, you through them? Okay. Do it. So I, I told you Laporta. I really like and we should have something Gibbs. Okay, because I gave you the off tackle stat. He's receiving at, yards. Okay, hold on. We could do both, or you could combine them together. Go, Gibbs rushing, 47 and a half. We talk off-tackle runs. If, you, if you're a Lions better or you think they're close, I think he hits over 47 and a half. But we can do uh, receiving. What did you say, 22? Yeah. What's the combo? Do you get a discount if you combo these two together? Is it like a burger and fries? Uh, 73 hold and a half. I got it, 73 and a half. Would you prefer that, or would you do them separately what do you think? I want the receiving. I really think this is a pressure release zone team. We're going to get you in open space, take the five to seven, methodical, keep it moving. I think Gibbs could play a major, major role. I like the receiving, buddy. Let me ask you a follow-up then. What, you sure, said 20-something on the yards? 22. Receptions juiced at three and a half. You'd prefer the yards over the catches because he can take one to the house at any time? I do them both. Okay. I think he catches four or five balls for, for 30, 40 yards. Okay. I, I just I think he plays a real role here. And then the obvious thing we have to bring up is Ayuk because the Lions have been giving up big time receiving totals, <laughs> right? Evans last week, Nakua the yeah. week before, Jefferson twice. And by the way, don't, don't say, well, how come you don't want McCaffrey as a TD? He's minus 380. It's unbettable. It's been that way all year. You have to bet him two touchdowns because he's such Pointless. a. Pointless. Right, come on. But Ayuk is at 80 and a half. Lions are giving up all these like triple digit receiving numbers. And if Debo plays but isn't 100%. I feel like Ayuk's game is the type of game that kills the Lions. These deeper crossers down the field, air yards. Yeah, I'm going to throw a bad Ayuk. game last week. Yeah, you're right. So bounce back. I'll go Ayuk over on the 80 and a half. So I'll, I'll add those okay. to my final card. Lay your card out. All right, I'm going Ravens three and a half. Chiefs Ravens under 44 and a half. Lions plus the seven and a half. And then the prop portion. Lamar touchdown. Gray over 10.5 receiving. Butker, love this one, over 6.5 kicking points. In the NFC, Gibbs over 47.5 rushing. Ayuk over 80.5 receiving. And Laporta plus 180 anytime touchdown. All right, for me, give me Ravens minus 3.5. Ravens minus 2.5 first half. Under 44.5. Lamar TD, likely TD. And then I want my uh, conspiracy theory money line parlay. San Francisco, Baltimore, minus 110. Okay. Money line. Gibbs receiving yards, over 21 and a half. And give me the, give me the Butker, uh, over six and a half. Yeah. Points. I like that. 
I like that. I like where you're at. I almost want to go with gray too. That'll probably be one I do on the couch, but I don't. I don't know that I want to get crazy okay, uh, on the pod with that. This is fun. Um, the next time we do football, it's the Super Bowl. Yes, I know, and it'll be all props, and we will design a plus one hundred thousand Super Bowl prop bet fiesta. So with Jim, that, ra- I, rate, I hope review, the sodium subscribe. leaves your system. Oh, I hope you're okay. Rate, review, subscribe. Take them out. Cash ticket podcast at gmail.com. We'll do a mailbag again next week. And of course, we will know the Super Bowl matchup. So we'll give you the early thoughts on the initial line and all the reaction on Monday's episode. Make sure you subscribe to Cash the Ticket.